Welcome to the Educators to Educators podcast. I'm Carrie Conover, the founder and CEO of E2E, and I'm so glad you're here. This spring, we are spending time revisiting some of the most powerful presentations from the 2022 Teacher Self-Care Conference. We know teaching is tough right now. I think the whole world knows how hard you are working. And I felt by highlighting the voices of teacher leaders who are working side by side with you in classrooms currently, by highlighting their voices from the conference, that would give you just the dose of inspiration and energy you need to make it through the end of the school year. Before I introduce today's presenter, I wanted to make sure you were aware and you were the first to know that we have completely revamped this summer's Teacher Summer Reboot Conference. We have created a totally new, both immersive and self-paced experience that is going to last all summer long. Yeah, you heard that right. It is going to be going on all summer long. The conference will kick off on June 1st and last through August 15th. There's going to be interactive live sessions with teachers teaching teachers, networking events where you can meet fellow educators from across the country and the world, self-paced courses, and upfront interactive events with EdTech founders and industry leaders. Early bird tickets will be available soon, so stay tuned. You won't want to miss this opportunity for a fun, interactive summer of learning. Hello, and welcome to the Educators to Educators podcast. I'm Carrie Conover, and thank you for joining us for this episode, Burned Out to Balance with Nicola Henry. Before I introduce Nicola, I want to let you all know that the early bird tickets for Teacher Summer Reboot are officially on sale. Right now, between now and the end of April, April 30th, you can get a discounted early bird ticket for Teacher Summer Reboot. The ticket is normally $147, but right now you can get that entire summer learning pass for $97. So while you're listening to this episode, open up that browser and go to educators2educators.com. Remember, that's the number two, educators2educators.com and grab your early bird ticket. Don't forget, don't wait until the price goes up to $147. What you're gonna get this summer is a totally new fun experience. Instead of Teacher Summer Reboot being two days, it's all summer long, my friends. It starts June 1st, it goes through August 15th. You get to pick and choose your experience. But one thing I can promise you is that this virtual experience is going to allow you to have a summer of fun and family and relaxation while also spending your summer with people that understand you. There are going to be live virtual trainings from some of your favorite E2E presenters as well as new presenters. There are tons of self-paced courses so you can brush up on some skills maybe that you want to get better at or just refresh the things you already know. You can earn badges and certificates for participation, and there are going to be a ton of networking events where you get to connect with educators from around the nation, 
And finally, we're gonna have some surprise guest appearances from ed tech leaders from around the country. You don't wanna miss that ticket, so head to educators2educators.com. Burnout is a buzzword that educators have heard many times over the last two years because teacher burnout is at an all-time high. But how does an educator actually get out of burnout and stay out of burnout? Well, Nicola Henry helps to solve this problem one person and one teacher at a time. She helps teachers feel more energized, productive, fulfilled, and confident, both personally and professionally. When Nicola isn't helping support teachers through their burnout, she's a wife and a mother, and she loves getting outside, watching The Office, and eating junk food while not working out. I know Nicola is going to touch your heart today and inspire you to get out of your own burnout. So I'm going to hand it over to Nicola, and thanks for being here today. Hello, and thank you so, so much for being here um, in the Burned Out to Balance session of this mini conference here. My name is Nicola Henry, and I have the pleasure um, of serving you and sharing you sharing with you today um, some of the amazing breakthroughs that I've had in terms of being burned out multiple times in education into being balanced. And a big thank you to ETE for putting on this presentation. Uh, but I love that you all do professional development for teachers by teachers. Um, and I'm just so honored to be here and to share with you all today. So whether this is your first year in education or maybe your 20th year in education, whatever I'm going to share with you today are going to be some really good gold nuggets for you to take away and apply to your own life. So before we actually get started, I know that you've had many sessions before this and you might have many after this. So I just want you to take one teensy tiny moment, a couple of seconds and just close your eyes. Um, just really take a couple of deep breaths and just really repeat what's on the screen. I am open and ready to receive. Another deep breath in, another one out. I am open and ready to receive. Um, I ask that you please put your phones um, on silent and your children on silent and vibrate if you can um, so that you're really present. You're here and you showed up and you really owe it to yourself to be fully present in this moment. Maybe jot down um, some notes that you're gonna be taking, put some answers in the chat, some amens, some yes, I feel you, so that we can create this experience and really be plugged into one another. So turn those notifications off just for the next couple of minutes and really honor yourself for being here and showing up. This is me and my beautiful family. Like I said, my name is Nicola Henry. I've got my master's in education, particularly special education. So shout out to any educators out there. Um, and this is just kind of like a summary of like my professional life, right? So I studied at Florida State as my undergrad. I got recruited by Teach for America. That was my foot into education. And I taught in Washington, D.C. and did my master's at George Mason University. And then I decided I want to work with older students, particularly college students. So I worked at ASU for a couple of years in Arizona. Um, and then I went back into the classroom now for the next, the last six years. Um, and then my husband and I 
have been married almost five years now. That's our daughter and our son. He's a little bit older than that picture now, um, but he's right there and he's just the love of our life. Um, and then we, my husband and I both own Honey Education Services LLC and we provide um, professional development as well as personal development for young adults. So I absolutely love Michael Scott from The Office and I love this quote, I will use that term loosely, that he shared in one of his episodes. And it says, I knew exactly what to do, but in a much more real sense, I had no idea what to do. And I think that this really sums up where we all are today. It sums up where we've been within this pandemic -ness. And I think it also sums up where we've been before that. Um, and how we're entering this world of education and we're tying our identity to teaching, um, but really sometimes feeling frazzled, feeling dissatisfied, feeling completely overwhelmed and feeling, can I do this? Was I made for this? What are my next steps? How do I get out? How do I stay in love with the profession? All of those things matter, right? So we've all been through, you know, some type of teacher training, if you're just taking a certification or a couple of courses here or there, and really thinking we knew what to do, but in a much more real sense, we had no idea what to do. So I love Michael Scott. I hope you enjoyed this as well. But I think this kind of captures that no matter how many years you've had in education, we all kind of have felt that way. And you're probably here because you're still feeling that way today. And I want to give you lots of amazing gold nuggets that I have shared with myself and burnout and experiencing burnout twice um, with my clients that I coach um, and just with the family members that I love and helping them along in their journey. So today you will walk away with at least one self-commitment to rediscovering yourself and meeting your needs using self-care without guilt to achieve balance. That is the one takeaway that I can promise for you. You're gonna hear a lot um, of information that's gonna be really good for you, but I would it would behoove you to think that you could get it all done. Um, and get it all done well. So I want you to take away one self-commitment with everything that you're gonna learn today and really pursue it with fidelity and watch it really change the game in where you are in your career and in your life. And going from a place that's overwhelmed and unbalanced and crazy to one that is more balanced, more calm, more peaceful, um, and really more fulfilling and enjoying. So reasons why you're in this session. You may have said things like, I'm struggling with everything being thrown at me right now. It's not the students per se, but it's just everything piled up this year. And probably if you're a veteran teacher in here, you've been saying that even pre-pandemic. Maybe you're questioning, who am I outside of teaching? Why does it feel so bad to invest in myself? And I know I need to practice self-care, but is it even worth it? Is it really even gonna change anything? So give me like a yes, if you've said these things before in the chat, um, some reactions here so that we can show that we're not alone. Um, and maybe you've heard all four of these. You're like I've heard all of them. I've definitely said them before and a lot more that would be too many to fit on one slide, but that might be why you are here. And you also might be thinking like, is this it? Like we've got these new variants coming up, um, more probably to come in the future. Like, is it going to get better? Is there a light at the end of the tunnel? Am I going to make it? Um, and am I gonna make it in this profession and maybe just even outside of life as well? And I wanna encourage you to hold on to hope 
please. I haven't even shared the strategies with you. I'm so excited, but hold on to hope um, because there is more for you. And you might be thinking, Nicola, okay, I'm here because I'm already unbalanced and you're telling me that I have more that I need to do and I can't even balance what I do have. Don't freak out what I'm going to share with you. Um, it's not going to take a lot of your time and it's really going to be dig deep into some of those vulnerable areas that you might not have been to really transform the game for you, not just organize your time and manage it and delegate. Those things matter, but there's also a place in who we are as humans that we have to meet as well to achieve more of that life balance that we so truly desire. Um, so these shifts are gonna change the game and I'm so excited for you. So there are three kind of characteristics that you might be feeling if you're burned out. The first one might be if you're feeling overwhelmed and it's like, help me, I'm smiling, but like I'm crying on the inside a little bit. This might be, you. are you feeling overwhelmed? Well. How do you know? Maybe you say things like, I just want to do my job as a teacher and be done. Like I hate working late at night and on weekends, but there's so much to do. And I feel like I have to do it all. I have no choice. Like I have no choice but to do it, but to overwork myself. Excuse me. Maybe you're starting to resent your students and your parents for all of the extra time and energy that they're taking from you while you're teaching virtually and also teaching in person, right? They just have so many needs right now in that you're starting to resent um, making yourself available to them. Or maybe you find it harder and possible to say no and turning work off at the end of each day is really a struggle. Like there's no clear line between that. Your family members are noticing it. Um, your neighbors are noticing it, right? Every person that you interact with, you kind of see that there's a very blurred line there. You won't say no and you can't turn off and that's just really hard for you. Maybe you have a lot of guilt um, and just feeling like you're not doing enough if you're not overworking. So maybe you feel overwhelmed. Here's the first thing that I actually want you to do. I want you to drop some balls, y'all. Okay, let me explain this one for a little bit. So um, I kind of Googled this person, Nora Roberts. Um, and here's a quote that she shared about um, the, the balls that she was juggling as, um, as an artist herself, as a writer. Um, and here's what she said. <clears throat> it said, and I think I take this from Twitter. It says, one time I was at a Q&A with Nora Roberts and someone asked her how to balance writing and kids. And she said, the key to juggling is to know that some of the balls you have in the air are made of plastic and some are made of glass. And she even went further to say this. And if you drop a plastic ball, it bounces. No harm done. If you drop a glass ball, it shatters. So you have to know which balls are glass and which are plastic in prioritizing catching the glass one. So the first thing I want you to do if you're feeling overwhelmed is it takes 15 minutes a day, literally 15 minutes every single day, 15 minutes, because they're really quickly, it's not a lot of time. And I want you to decide which of your priorities, look at your mile long to-do list and decide which one of those are glass and which one of those are plastic and which ones are you going to drop? Which ones are you going to pass? Which ones are you going to just deflate and just remove off the table because it doesn't even need to be done? Sometimes when we're feeling overwhelmed, we can almost think that everything is a priority and it's really not. So by setting aside 15 minutes a day, you have the opportunity to decide and categorize what those different balls are 
um, have a partner do this with you as well, because they can kind of look at this and say, oh, everything is, is glass. And then when it's really not, you get some support and really look at your calendar and see how you can drop some of those balls because it's okay. Those who are feeling overwhelmed, I'm willing to bet that you probably think, not probably think, I'm willing to bet that you are a perfectionist just a little bit. <laughs> and so it doesn't have to be perfect. You don't have to get it all done and you don't have to be the one to also get it all done. So drop some balls, 15 minutes a day, really look at the beginning of your day. What do I need to reschedule? What do I need to pass on to another day? Do I need to pass this ball to someone else or do I need to deflate it? That's the first thing. The next thing um, just takes one hour to start, so 60 minutes. And if you're feeling overwhelmed, you really need to set and communicate your boundaries. So here's kind of a process that I go through with my clients here. First, you got to rethink boundaries. We can sometimes think boundaries are a dirty word. When we hear boundaries, we start sweating, we might clench up, we might think, oh my God, conflicts like hyperventilating, right? Um, really rethink boundaries and think of them as a way to protect what matters most to you. Like really think about what matters at the end of the day outside of your job and what's really going to matter at the end of the day. So think about that. After you rethink boundaries, and that's like the first step is really thinking that it's, it's positive and not a negative, is to justify the boundaries. So then I want you to generate some pros and cons of boundaries founded on the health of your body, your soul, and your spirit. What are the, what are the benefits of having boundaries and maintaining boundaries for those things? Really generate a, a pros and a cons list for each of those. Define in detail what the boundary actually looks like in relation to other people, right? Sometimes it's not always the boundary that we have to ourselves, but it's how we have the boundary in relationship to our spouses, our kids, our boss, our neighbor, our moms, our dads, right? All of the people. And so what does that boundary actually look like? What do you want it to look like? And how is it gonna benefit number two and benefit number one? And really at the end of the day, draw a line in the sand after that third one and realize that respecting the boundary is a non-negotiable. And probably the part that's going to make you hyperventilate the most, <laughs> but don't hyperventilate, it's okay, because we know that it's a protection of what matters most to us as a positive, is communicating the boundary and having that conversation. If you particularly struggle with no, which those who are feeling overwhelmed most likely struggle with, here are some things that you can say when asked to do something that you just simply don't want to do, you don't have the capacity to do, you're not interested in doing, you want to help because you're a good person and you're in the helping profession and you love these people or this person asking you for help, but deep down, it's not satisfying to you. So maybe you could say things like, thank you for thinking of me, but I don't have the capacity right now. Or thank you for thinking of me, but now is just not a good time for me. Or other priorities take precedence of time or just no, thank you. So those are just some ways to begin to start that, but one hour to start to really think of those things. Um, and I think really protecting that space is going to be life changing. Now, if you are feeling fed up, so if you're feeling overwhelmed, now you're feeling fed up. <laughs> okay, this is Stanley from the office. Okay. <coughs> Excuse me. So feeling fed up, how do you know? You are apathetic toward your work because you feel that you didn't sign up for what's expected of you. You're like, I didn't sign up for this. Like I signed up to come back during a pandemic year, but I didn't think it was gonna be all of this going on, right? 
you feel maybe disconnected to your students, your colleagues, or administrators because of that apathy, you just begin to disconnect yourself um, and not feel a real positive connection there, but one of more anger and resent. Or maybe you say things like, what's the point anyway? If things never change, right? I have to keep yelling at the same student to wear their mask, right? What's the point? I'm just fed up. I'm over this. I'm over duties. I'm over emails. I'm over virtual teaching and in-person teaching. You're just fed up. You're just over it, right? So this is a five-minute task. Um, and if you're feeling fed up, I want you to speak into the mirror. And here's what I want you to say. So I want to stand in front of the mirror and complete the following statement. I celebrate myself today for. I persevered through blank and I learned blank about myself. I will lean on blank for a particular value to carry me through the end of the school year. And this is not to convince you to like stay in the profession. Um, I definitely want you to stay if you continue to love it. But if you're just feeling fed up, we really need to kind of bring that down um, and show ourselves compassion and recognize the positive things. We can focus on all the negative. We know the positive is there and we say that it's there, but really focusing our energy and attention to the positive. So these kind of reframes will help us to not make rash decisions up here from a fed up level, but bring those emotions down to one that are really true and honest and get to the root. Um, and then we can make sound decisions from there. So we got to go from here being fed up and over it and apathetic um, and really get to the root of what that is. I must admit that this is a short-term solution. So it's kind of speaking into the mirror activities at five minutes. And I want to show you one that's going to be a long-term solution. Take time off. Teachers, you have PTO in six days. Use them, please. <laughs> and as you're doing it, not just take the time off and sleep for 12 hours, um, but I want you to take some time in that 30 minutes, that's it, to reflect through journaling, journaling on these three questions. What has brought these fed up feelings up? Like what has brought them up? And be honest with yourself. How do I want to feel about this? We could say, well, I don't want to feel fed up. I want to feel respected. I want to feel supported. I want to feel like someone else gets it, that I have someone that I can go to. Right? How do you feel? Be specific. And then what conversations do I need to have to achieve what I need? Do I need to speak with my instructional coach? Do I need to speak with who's running the PDs? Do I need to speak with my principal? Right? Who do I need to have a conversation with if I'm set up? Maybe if it's just a student or a parent. Um, role play that conversation with yourself in the mirror with someone else and actually schedule it and have it. So this one to start is 30 minutes, but really take the whole day off. The rest of the time you can do what you want, but just take 30 minutes to an hour to complete this. And you might be thinking, okay, Nicola, I feel like I'm fed up and I'm overwhelmed. Like I'm in both categories. I'm double dipping right now. <laughs> And that's okay, because there are also a subset of us who just feel disengaged. And you're like, what? Everyone's crazy. It's crazy town right now. And you might be at a school that's actually mitigating COVID pretty well. And you might actually be at a school that hasn't been impacted by COVID much. Maybe it's a smaller school. Maybe it's in a different tax bracket, um, whatever the case may be. So it's not as crazy, but you still feel some uncertainty and some um, 
unbalance within yourself, still some overwhelm, not because it's school year, but maybe something more external. So you're starting to feel a bit disengaged. And let me explain what that sounds like. Maybe you say things like, I still love education and teaching, but I'm just so bored. I need more of a long-term challenge. Like maybe you've been teaching the same thing for a while. You've got it down to a pack. Yeah, COVID is here, but it's not impacting you too much because maybe you're in a smaller district or your population is small and you're just like, I just need a challenge. Or maybe you're a valuable asset to your team and you know that, but you feel like your true talents aren't being tapped into. That there are other things outside of teaching that you have that you don't get to exercise during the majority of your school day. <clears throat> teaching comes natural to you, but you have some other self-growth goals that you'd rather be focusing on. Maybe it's relationships. Maybe it's romantic relationships. Maybe it's exercise. Um, maybe it's starting a podcast or a YouTube channel, right? Other things that you want to do, write a book, that you'd rather be focusing on, but you're just so consumed with work that you're just disengaged, you're just there. And maybe you're just stuck and you just don't know where to start. So here's some things I want you to consider. If you're feeling disengaged, and this varies depending on the timeline, just consider an upgrade. So update that resume, okay? Maybe ask to lead a PD session, professional development. Maybe that is an upgrade for you, a different challenge, putting you from speaking in front of students and speaking in front of adults and updating your resume as well. If you've been in the same position for years and years and years, <coughs> excuse me, how can you update that resume to show your actual skills and potentially show that to other prospects in other professions? Maybe ask to be a PLC lead. Maybe you feel like you need to maybe not be on the PhD session schedule, but lead a PLC and really focus on data, really focus on SEL, really focus on parent engagement. There are lots of other ways that you can put the edge on things um, if you're feeling a little checked out. The next one is to cultivate your interests. So create a list of things that you'd rather be doing. Here's the five minute task. Create a list of five things you'd rather be doing. And how would those things make life more fulfilling for you? Then I want you to pick one thing from that list to pursue and actually pursue it. Like just don't Google it for 20 minutes and just go back to your regularly scheduled life. Um, but really create balance and tapping into that fulfillment factor. Maybe it's faith. Maybe it's fitness. I don't know. Maybe it's travel, whatever it could be. And really pursue it. Put it near the top of your list of values and pursue it with fidelity if you truly are feeling disengaged and you want to create that balance. It's not going to be organize your time and here's this cheat sheet and figure it out. It's going to be really tapping into those values that you hold. And so you don't become the teacher that you want to be or you even need by ignoring yourself. And we know that, right? You can't pour from an empty cup. We've heard that time and time again, and it's so true. It is so very true. Um, so if you wanna become the teacher that you wanna be, to be balanced, to be joyful, to feel challenged, to feel engaged in your work, um, to feel like your work has purpose. It's not your full purpose, but it is part of your purpose. And you are able to also focus on things outside of the workday joyfully with energy and happiness, 
You don't do that by ignoring yourself or ignoring your needs. So I want to remind you to take one step from today in all the strategies that I've showed you, wherever you may fall on the scale. Maybe you fall on all three. Maybe you just fall on one. And really pursue that all the way through. Uh, because that is where real change happens. Nothing changes if nothing changes. That's what I tell my clients. Nothing changes if nothing changes at all. So I'm going to encourage you to follow through on this as well. I would love to stay connected with you. Here are some ways that you can do that. I want to offer you a free power hour session. Get on my calendar. I will meet with you for 30 to 45 minutes and I call it a power hour, but it's not really an hour unless you want to go an hour. Um, but give you an opportunity to say, hey, okay, Nicola, here's a little bit more to my situation. How do I make this strategy work for me um, and make it really specific to you? So I want to offer that to you. You click on that link or go to that link right there and connect with me. Connect with me on Instagram. I am at teachersfirst underscore. Um, so I would love to connect with you there. Excuse me. And then I also have a podcast. It's called Teachers First. Um, it is on Spotify and Anchor and all the platforms that you can find it on. Um, but listen to some of the podcast episodes that I have there. They're super short. None of them have been longer than 10 minutes because let's be real. We've all got things to do. We're very busy teachers. Balanced teachers, but very busy. Uh, but these little other gold nuggets of truth will also help you on your teacher journey. So thank you so much to ETE. Thank you so much for being a part um, of this journey and this presentation. I cannot wait to connect with you. All right, thanks everyone. Bye-bye.